Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Let's get you back to more of Dale and Holly with Rich Keefe on Sports Radio WEEI. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number. We'll get back to your phone calls in just a couple of minutes. We joked that this is Coach's Manager's Day. We had John Farrell on the program at two thirty. Joining us right now is the 28th head coach in the history of the Boston Bruins. Bruce Cassidy joins us. Bruce, it's Dale, Michael, and Rich. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Hi, gentlemen. How are you guys today? We're doing Good. great. I'm, I'm assuming that when Don Sweeney came to you after the season and said, Bruce, we want you to be the head coach permanently, that you weren't exactly shocked by that. Uh, no, but, I mean, still, you, you never know what's going to happen. I thought we did a good job down the stretch, the whole staff, and hoping it would work out for us, uh, and it did. So, uh, I've enjoyed working with Donnie. I, you know, I started with him in Providence, and I think we have a real good relationship. We see uh, eye to eye in a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm glad uh, you know, I was the one he picked. You know, Bruce, I always wonder how hard it is uh, and, and the, the process just to get over a, a series uh, a series that ends your season. So you guys lose to Ottawa. What, what did you do? Next day, did you go back and you binge watch all of those games, or have you not gone back and just trying to create some separation from it? separation i think at first and then the first game ottawa plays you're dying for the rangers to beat them and then you kind of get your your head back to normal and just watch it and appreciate the game um you know there's not much you can do about it i think you get right into your you know your exit interviews with players get feedback and you're almost starting to think about the next year uh, at least and that's the way it's been for me we sit down and talk about players who, who may be coming back, you know, the, we don't get too much into uh, other, you know, free agency type of thing, but just our own guys, where they fit in, who, who stepped up, who, uh, you know, who we thought could be better, et cetera. So, I, I, you know, you, you're almost right back into work mode fairly quickly. And I, and I wonder, you know, you look at a series like that, six games, you had four overtime games, all of them decided by one goal. Uh, is there one of those games that just gnaws at you a little bit and you say, man, if we could have just done, you know, fill in the blank, uh, you know, maybe we could have won that series? Uh, you know, most people have said game two to me because we had the lead, but to me it's more the home game, game three. We got behind three nothing um, because in game two uh, they came back, but we did it to them in game one, so it was almost a wash. But game three at home to be down three nothing, we had a very poor start at home. I don't know if we were nervous and. To get back to tied at three and then let it go, get away from us in overtime, which, um, you know, and not a great call. That, that's the one I thought that we couldn't, you know, looking back, uh, as we were starting to lose bodies in the back end, we just couldn't afford to lose that game. It was a, an emotional game, and uh, that's the one, if we get that one, I, I think it, it, it could have been different. I mean, you can always play the what-if game, but that would be the game I thought that was a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a, you know a, punch, a punch in the gut. You guys dealt with a lot of injuries, obviously, as you mentioned. Was there anything that you learned from your team as you guys were, uh, you know, going six games, and as Michael said, four times going to overtime? 
yeah, you, you see certain guys emerge. Uh, and the obvious is, you know, Crowley comes in as a young kid, steps up, and Ochari scores some big goals for us, guys that you don't think are, are going to provide offense. But, you know, those are playoff stories. Every every playoff has those guys that kind of hard-nosed guys that find their way to the front of the net. But you just see a little bit of leadership. Guys become a little more vocal. Um, I know that maybe, you know, you, you're, you're looking for throughout the year or – weren't sure what was there and I don't want to go through each individual but it bodes well for going forward as a coach and you know that you can lean on those guys and um and then the other way you know you see some players that you hope would would be able to step up and give you more and so you so you gotta you gotta take a look at that and go how can we get them there so I mean a little bit on both sides we're talking with Boston Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy uh, safe to say that if you hadn't had all the injuries on the back on the back line, that we might not have seen Charlie McAvoy this season. I don't think that was the plan. Now, hindsight being twenty twenty, do you think it was a good thing that he got his feet wet with you this year? Well, I do. Um, I, I thought he stepped right in, and I think you know everyone's in agreement that uh, didn't look out of place at all. If anything, at times dominated in terms of his age and how many minutes he played, and what he was able to do. So. And you're right, I don't know if we would have seen him. We probably would have went with the guys we had that got us that far. It uh, would have been a tough decision because there's always the business side that goes into it with you know the, the, the contracts. So uh, he might have stayed on his path in Providence and played for them in the playoffs and be ready to go next year. But a nice surprise for us. I don't know if surprise is the right word. I think everyone kind of predicted he would, he would be a, a good NHL player. We just didn't know when. So to come in under those circumstances was excellent. But uh, like I said, he's a special talent, I think. I've said it before that the fans in Boston are in for a treat with this kid. As you mentioned, uh, you you apprenticed for this job with the Providence Bruins of the American Hockey League. You developed a reputation of being good with younger players. Do you agree with that assessment? And if so, what makes you good with younger players? Well, I mean, I have to be good with younger players. I would have never got out of that league. (laughs) That's how you survive. (laughs) You're down there. Your job description is, you know, develop players in a winning environment. So, uh, and that was certainly mine w- w- with the Bruins. We always had a sprinkling of, of older guys to, to help the younger guys, but it was generally a lot of prospects. So I thought over the years we've pushed a number of them through. Some have stuck around. Some have moved on, been traded, signed elsewhere, or just couldn't cut it. But uh, I do. Uh, I think there's um, – certainly I, I, I enjoy coaching older players as well. I learn a lot from them as much as they'll ever learn from me. So I enjoy that part of it as well. But – when you've been around the American League that long, um, I think you know you just become a guy that either likes it or you don't. I did. I, I like the teaching part of it. I like to see guys do better. I was a career minor leaguer. I think that has a lot to do with it. I enjoy seeing guys uh, kind of achieve their dream and, and get ahead. So that's just been part of it for me. And, and now at this level, I think it's important the way the game's going. You're going to get more and more of these unfinished products up at the NHL level, become more of a developmental league, whereas before you – they were almost had to be ready-made guys, but with the cap and everything else, uh, that's just the way it is, so I think it works to my benefit. Uh, not, not that your team is out of it, and you look at the rest of the field and the National Hockey League, who's the best team left? Well, I would have said Pittsburgh about 48 hours ago, but they took some serious hits. I don't know how bad Crosby is, Sheary. Murray, I, I thought, might have been back by now, their goaltender. Uh, Latang, we know, was out, so... Uh, I mean, if they can get through those injuries, wow, that, that's, a, that's a full load. So, uh, obviously, Washington on paper, but they've had a tough time. They haven't been able to do it in April and May. It doesn't mean they won't this year. So, in the East, uh, I guess I'd say Pittsburgh. And in the West, I always liked Anaheim. I thought they had a good mix. They're in a bit of trouble with Edmonton. I think Edmonton was a little underrated. So, But those would be my top two teams.
Now, David Backus signed a long-term deal uh, first year in Boston last year. First off, how did you think that he played this season? And also, at this stage of his career, do you think he's better suited as a wing or a, as a center? Uh, working backwards, I, I liked what he did on the wing. He can certainly go back into the middle. I think with our team, <clears throat> with you know Bergeron, Krejci, and it was Spooner this year, and we've got we had Nash and, and Moore. Uh, we've got a young kid, JFK, who finished with us. You know, so for him, he's probably going to end up uh, staying on the wing, knowing that we can put him in the middle. I think it allows him to be more physical, uh, get on top of people without having to worry about, you know, being back in his own end, first back in his own zone. So that part of it uh, is is a good fit for him. I thought his year was was good. There's a lot of intangibles in his game. Uh, in the locker room, you see, you saw it in playoff time. I think he was some of the leadership skills in him came out a lot more uh, that you see behind the scenes and leading the physicality part uh, when it got that way versus Ottawa. Um, offensively, I think his numbers took a bit of a hit because he wasn't on the first power play. He's used to that, and, and everybody's will. Uh, that's how you know Marshy got some of those minutes in front of the net, and you saw his numbers go up. So I think that's just part of how that was doled out. And, and looking back, our power play got better as the year went on, so it, um, it worked out well, and he just didn't get as many reps on it. David Pasternak made a big leap forward, especially in the offensive end for your team this year. Uh, who are some guys you'd like to see make a big leap forward for you next year? Uh, I mean, Vetrano's a, a kid that can really shoot it, and he's just got to round out his game where he's creating some of his own offense. I mean, Pasta's a dynamic player, and he enjoys that part of it, but sometimes Frankie will score when someone gets him the puck, and I, 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 I've seen him do it in Providence where he creates some of his own with his foot speed, so that's something we'll look for him. Um, and I guess after that, there's some guys we don't know who will be there, Dale. Like, if DeBrusque is there, then, you know, he's a guy that will be whoever kind of goes into our lineup, up in the lineup, like Pasta did a few years ago. They're obviously going to have to produce at some point. Um, uh, and then, the you know, the bottom of the lineup, if, if it's Crowley and Achari, those guys are not goal scorers, but they have the ability to do it. So um, you want to see them contribute at least become guys that uh, obviously not label goal scorers, but have the ability to score goals and pitch in. Uh, so we can come, become that four-line team again. But I guess until we see which young kids are in the lineup every day, uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, a tough call right now. But the obvious one is Vetrano was simply because he's got such a good shot. And, you know, NHL release, and it's heavy, and it, it can beat goalies. We just got to get him where he's, he's seeing more pucks and, and better opportunities to score. Now, this is new for you since this is uh, really going to be your first, uh, you know, offseason as Bruins head coach. But uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, what sense you get or what your expectation is of having a hand in free agency in the draft and uh, having the organization lean on your advice? What do you expect and, and what do you want? Well, the draft, uh, NHL coaches basically have zero because all that stuff's done during the year, um, watching these young kids, and a lot of these kids are not going to help the team for a couple years down the road anyway. So that, that's kind of a management's vision of you know, what they want to see. But the free agency, yes, if you have experience with a previous player. Uh, myself, um, I haven't been in the league you know, as long as some of the other coaches to say, boy, every time we play Buffalo, this guy's great against us or whoever. So I'll probably sit in the weeds on, on the, in the most part unless there's a player that, I, you know, that they're talking about that I coached years ago and I say, hey, this, this kid's a great character player. I'll give you this, that, and, and that. So for me, the focus 
uh, where I'll have a stronger opinion of the guys from Providence that have been there a little bit because I've coached them, so I, I know a little bit you know, better you know, what they can and can't do. Barring any kind of big trades or anything, it seems like you have a lot of the same guys under contract, so it could be a very similar team from last year, of course, with the addition of, of some of the young guys that we've already mentioned. If that's the case, do you feel confident that next year's team can advance further than this year's, even if it's a lot of the same personnel? I do. I do because I think some of these younger kids are a year older. I think going into last year, it was well documented our back end was going to be a problem, and I thought we played through that. I'm not saying we're the best defensive core in the NHL, but I, I think that part of the group held their own. Um, and a guy like Carlo, who was a pleasant surprise, you hope does not go through a sophomore drink and continues to get better. With a guy like McAvoy coming in, if you know if he's if he continues to develop at the rate we saw him over the course of a couple of weeks at the end of the season, then you've got two young players right away that you're injecting into your lineup. Uh, Tory Krug, I thought, had a really good year till his injury. Uh, you know, we've got some heaviness with, you know, the, the, obviously the, the expansion draft may is, will probably affect our back end. And you got Z, who I thought with 10 goals had a nice bounce back year. So uh, our, I think our defense core will be rock solid. Um, obviously, we've got one competition probably for one spot for sure there. Tuca healthy if we can manage his starts. Uh, Kudobin, if he finished like he start uh, starts like he finished this year, excuse me, mm-hmm. should be solid there. And then you hope these younger forwards uh, continue to grow like like a Pasternak and some of the kids that we are hoping to inject into our lineup. But you know, teams around you get better, so it's all relative. But I, I think we will. Uh, obviously, we've got to get a little bit more out of a few of the players that we did in this year, and that's that's fine. You know, we'll put the work in, and hopefully they do. And um, you know, they'll have good seasons for us. Bruce, congratulations on the appointment. I thought it was well-deserved. I look forward to working with you again next year. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. Thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Okay. At Boston Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy joining us. We'll get into the phone calls with you guys coming up next. 617-779-7937. It's Dale and Holly with Keith, Sports Radio, WEEI. <laughs> 